Welcome to Monday Mornings with Michelle, the new business podcast. Whether you're kicking off your day or kickstarting your business, Michelle is going to kick your ass into next week with the essential fours. Strategy, systems, support, and state of mind. Now, welcome to center stage, Michelle Nedelec. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelec, and I'm super glad that you're here with us today because I'm here with my most amazing guest, Daniel. Daniel, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you for giving me a clean space to talk dirty. I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. So we are going to have a ton of fun today. Give everybody the 5,000-foot view of who you are and what you're working on right now. Okay. Well, who am I? I am a Mexican resident at the moment. I was a happy hobo for a long time. Then I got married and there was kids involved. And so, well, that doesn't really work anymore. So we're here now in this crazy world that we're living in. So we live by the beach, which makes holidays really weird because we live in a holiday location. So we go and do city breaks. All of that being intended to, my, my job is to support people depending on how they respond to a question. The question I ask is this, where in nature do we see anything other than abundance? And the answer is nowhere until humans get involved. We humans have got this weird mind virus where we lose sight of the truth of the fact that abundance is inherently ours. And so we go off and we start wars, we go off and we subjugate people, we go off and we hustle and get burnt out and all that kind of good stuff. So my mission is to empower people to come back to the truth of their natural state of abundance and to have that reflected in how they show up. And my contribution to humanity as a whole will be well will be more and more people coming at life from that place and a lot of the challenges that we face as humans that come from us not living in alignment with that just might get sorted out there we go. Nice. i love that so how did you get started in all of this uh painfully definitely some <laughs> the wild stuff going on that always true yeah so uh i i actually had a, a horrible experience of trying to help people when i was a lot younger all went horribly wrong started a business that went really, did really well and then went completely to pants. And so after making and losing two multi-million pound fortunes by the age of 23, I kind of just wanted to end it all. Not even kind of, I did. The only reason why I didn't make a full suicide attempt is because at that time, I was so beaten down by my failures that I experienced. I thought I wasn't going to be able to, I was terrified that if I make a suicide attempt, it's going to fail. And I'm going to be the loser who couldn't even take his own life. And that's where this journey started. So here's what happened. What happened was I had this seed planted in my mind that the only way that I'm going to pull off this suicide successfully is if I get over my stuff and get the confidence and beat my screwed up manifesting, what we call it now, I didn't really call it that there, but solve all of that so that when I pull off my suicide, it works. I was diagnosed with Asperger's at 27. This happened when I was like 23, 24 years old. I was diagnosed at 27. I now am so grateful for that because it's the way that my brain is wired that led me to this very sequential, orderly pattern of thought instead of me just despondently going, oh, I'm going to try a suicide. Like my brain has to map everything out. I'm just like, oh, that's not going to work out. And so what ended up happening was I went on this journey for years of understanding what had gone wrong because I the method I had before had worked up to a point because I made the thing, but it, it didn't stay. And so I went and I learned to transliterate Arabic and Hebrew so that I could read ancient texts. I was reading for like hours a day, spent reading books, going over old books I'd read, listening to 
tapes because I had to understand what was wrong so that I could fix it. But here's the thing, you can't spend two or three years doing nothing but reading personal development books, listening to personal development tapes, having conversations about that and polluting your mind with that kind of positivity and it not have an impact. And it did because I woke up several years later and realized, hang on a minute, I traveled the world first class. I've got a tailor, I've got a beautiful house and I'm not thinking about suicide anymore. Wow, where did that come from? And it's because I bombarded my mind with nothing but that. A couple of years later, after a series of interesting events, I got over my trauma around trying to help people. And I found that doing that has been the most beautiful gift of me life-wise that I've ever had. And, and I, I do that every day. Would have nice. To Love that. Polluting your mind mm. with positive thoughts. For those uh, yeah. listeners who might not know what Asperger's is, what, give us mm -hmm. a quick definition. Um, we're on the autistic spectrum, but someone that's deeply autistic can't communicate with the outside world. People with Asperger's are autistic, but have got enough wiring to be able to communicate with the outside world. That's the easiest way for me to explain it. So everything for me is ones and zeros. Uh, there are certain pieces of my natural wiring that are there and some that aren't. So for me, engagement like this, very, very conscious and deliberate. I have to remember, even though I've got something to say, you have something to say also. <laughs> there must be a balance between the two. Um, so it's, you can it's just have a engaging. monologue. I'm good with that. <laughs> Life will be a monologue. But, but yeah, there's certain pieces of wiring. Like I don't have any natural social wiring. It's all learned and conscious. Um, everything is very, very objective. I, I can't, I, I, I struggle. I can go into complete meltdown unless I've got a clear structure. For me personally, with my wiring and people have individual wiring, but unless something is systemized and orderly, I have a meltdown have anxiety, panic attacks. I'm, in fact, the thing that led me to knowing that I had Asperger's was I'd suffered from crippling anxiety and social anxiety for years. And it's only because I didn't have a system for dealing with people. The second that that was addressed, the anxiety went away. So yeah, that's the 20,000 foot view of Asperger's through the eyes of Dan and Gunnar. And, and I think a lot of entrepreneurs can relate to you because all of them are thinking, God, if I just done a process with this, <laughs> if I just knew where my business was going and I knew that at the end it would all work out, I would be just fine going through the crap that I'm going through. And unfortunately, exactly, exactly. they create this mayhem exactly. for themselves and they don't know what mm -hmm. the end goal is. Nope. So, you know, that's where the anxiety attacks come from. So exactly. kind of sort of common, but I'm not um, <laughs> not trying to demean the, the diagnosis at all in any I'm way, shape you. or form. Just saying, I'm you with you. I'm with you. that's hilarious. So who do you love to serve and support right now? Who would you say is your ideal client? How do you work with them? I would do client right now. Uh, so we've got some signature programs that we do around this whole thing with abundance. And it's just some systems that we put together based on my 20 odd years hanging out in this kind of content that's been successful and really repeatable and um, predictable in terms of creating financial abundance. But here's the thing. Financial abundance is just one aspect of the whole thing. We've got people that have got a lot of money, but they don't have abundance. You've just got a lot of money. Abundance is an overflow across the board. And so what I find is people that have got some kind of entrepreneurial mindset, they might not necessarily be an entrepreneur or a business owner, but they've at least got entrepreneurial mindset in, in terms of they're open to creating value. Those people that have got some kind of grounding in something to do with mindfulness. Reason being is that some of what we do is a little bit down the rabbit hole. And people that have spent some time down the rabbit hole get it. And so we don't spend as much time educating people so much as just empowering them. So entrepreneurial mindset, want to have an abundant life, 
and kind of get the mindfulness spirituality thing at least to some extent it doesn't have to be all the way you know turban and white outfit but just something for us to work with we find we're really successful in helping those people create a lot of money nice i love that mm. so love is that. when you say that you're working with people want to create the abundance in in their financial arena are you also working with people in their relationships and what other arenas well here's the crazy thing uh, i'll tell a quick story um We've had so many people, I was going to tell an exact story, but remember, I don't have permission and there's no really way to tell that story without <laughs> too much information. So TMI, we like TMI. We will change the name of the guilty in order we'll to make the name. story more fun. <laughs> but um, I, I give this one example, only because she did a testimony in the group. One of the ladies in our program has had crippling um, time of the month every month for more than a decade. Crippling as in they're taken out for 10 days, can't do mm -hmm. anything in bed, yep. nothing. All that we did was shift her into abundance financially and her health changed. Wow. Nice. I, would, I'm, I think I've got a way to tell this other person's story without it. <laughs> but there was someone that every single call, all that they were talking about was, oh, I'm lonely. I don't have a relationship. I don't have this. I don't have that. I said, look, let's look at something that we can measure, track and control. Let's work with the numbers on the finances got them into financial freedom. And then the person literally walked up into their life, literally just out of nowhere. Because one of the things that we inspire people to kind of reflect on is the separation between these different parts of our life is completely belief driven. Mm -hmm. You are who you are. And experientially, you're gonna experience what you're gonna experience, but there's gonna be common threads between all of those. When we lift the financial abundance up, open to that same uplift being experienced across our life it happens does it all happen to the same degree no but the other thing is is when i give you a very repeatable predictable series of steps for you to create something in your life that you've seen work with something that can be tracked and measured you now have a level of confidence to apply that same method into something else even in my book money game we don't just talk about how to manifest money i give you the roadmap on how to use that to create a relationship um, how to take care of your health how to go and tap into your purpose to get an um, improvement in your work situation, you know, advance your career, because it's the same principles across the board. But money, if I teach you how to do something, and I say the outcome is going to be you're going to have $100,000 in your business. When you've got $100,000 in your business that wasn't there before, you know it works. If I say I'm going to make you happy, okay, well, what's the measurement for that? <laughs> and well, and how long does it last? And how do you know? Like, I know if I had a hundred thousand dollars and I spent it, well, that's on me. <laughs> but yeah, if I have my happiness there. and I spend it, <laughs> who's that on? Exactly. <laughs> so it's measurable, it's tangible. And at the end of the day, abundance is abundance. Once mm -hmm. we've got it dialed in here, then we can apply it across the board. And that's what we empower people to do. Nice. Love that. So yeah. would you say that people's lack of abundance, especially in the financial arena, does it come mm -hmm. down to kind of thoughts of negativity and lack of limitation or is it ineptitude or is that the same thing or a combination of both? <laughs> so we've got, I've got a very interesting approach in that. Um, I think it's silly just looking at one area of life and expecting that to be the fix. To illustrate that, we all know people that work really hard, they're still broke. They've applied the latest strategy that the marketers have said about not worked out. I was speaking to one of my mates yesterday. He spent $60,000 on not 
crappy marketers, like world-class marketers, nothing moved in his business at all. And he's not one of those people who, and coaches and consultants know what I'm talking about. He's not one of those people that they, they're always telling you how it should be done or, you know. no, he was following the advice. He went all in, did all the things, nothing changed. So if it was just the strategy, everybody would be one funnel away, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. right? It wouldn't right? matter if you were selling tomato juice or otherwise, it, it would still work. It wouldn't matter. So then we go to the next level for me, which is mind over matter. So the mental arena. But we all know people that read lots of books, go to all of the workshops, dive in, get in with things. They've got loads of information, but without an action, habits, behaviors, and environment that matches those minds, that mindset, what does it matter? So mindset alone doesn't really do it. It can move the needle somewhat. It can create space. It can open you up to some positive. Um, so we can't rely on the mind either. So we can't just say, if I have happy thoughts, things are gonna change because happy thoughts don't pay the bills positive mindset doesn't pay the bills i can sit here i'm happy i'm healthy i'm wealthy all i want it doesn't translate automatically into a physical experience but then our mind and this is scientific our mind the capacity that we have to think certain thoughts is limited to our emotional experience even the law recognizes crimes of passion that your mind can go out of whack when you're in a different emotional state so we've actually got three clear arenas going on here we've got the emotional mental the emotional um, energetic frequential the mental mindset and we've got physical action and environment they all have to work together and be in what i call alignment and there's a teaching that i teach called uh, the flow funnel there's a little bit at the top and a little bit at the bottom but the bulk of it is this that what i'm feeling what i'm thinking and what i'm doing all have to be lined up with an outcome in order for it to happen if any one of those things is out of sync it's not going to show up or even if it does it's going to fall away so what would you say are some of the ways that somebody because i'm thinking it's well that's not true um i was going to say that environment is probably the hardest thing to change but that's not true because you can't change a belief that you have if you don't know you have it <laughs> so i'm going oh, no okay you win <laughs> yeah six half dozen of the rest <laughs> the thing is michelle and i've been like i said I, I i started this content when i was 16 or 17 years old i'm 37 about to turn 38 a couple of weeks i'm 38 years old I read Think and Grow Rich when I was 17 years old. So that's to give the context of the kind of things I was doing as a teenager, right? Mm -hmm. um, Way smarter 20, than I was. <laughs> <laughs> 21, 22 years I've spent in this information. You know what I found? None of these have like the edge on something else in and of themselves. None of them do. It's not just about frequency. It's not just about mindset. It's not just about emotions. It's not just about action. They all work together. There has to be a homeostasis between all of them. Well, I don't like to say have, but you know, it's demanded that there's a homeostasis across the board. And when that homeostasis exists, things change. When that homeostasis is out of whack, when we're in allostasis, which is the opposite of homeostasis, which mm -hmm. I learned about a month ago. So now I use Ooh, it now he's going to like, take another uh, word. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um, then it doesn't work out. You know, and environment, okay, you can have the perfect environment, but if your mindset within that environment is out of whack, you can have the crappiest environment, but if your mindset is different, then even that which you observe in the environment is going to be positive. The reticular activating system won't let you see the crap in the environment. You mm -hmm. only see the positive. If someone hasn't known anything other than the environment that they're in, 
we can judge that environment as being negative, but they don't know any difference. So for them, they're happy as a pig in whatever their pig's in, right? <laughs> yep. So all of them, I feel all of them being given equal respect is a big leap that can be made in the direction of having more results, more success, more abundance, more happiness, more joy, all of it. So is it kind of true that somebody really needs or the fastest route to change is just having somebody else look and go, hey, here, here's what I got going on. Open the kimono and go, hey, Dan, take a look at this. And like, what do you see as the, the easiest thing to change? Or is it something that we can do on our own? We can't do anything on our own. And again, I don't like to use the word can't, but let's just have a practical thing. <laughs> Michelle, neither of us have even seen our own face. Think about that. Everybody listening to this has never seen their own face. They've seen a reflection. They've seen a photograph. You've never seen your own face. None of us have seen our own back in its entirety. We've seen a picture. We've seen a reflection. We have never seen parts of our physical anatomy that are on the outside. Mm -hmm. So how do we expect with that gaping blind sight inherently built into who and what we are that we're going to catch all of the little nuances of ourselves? not even taking into account people that have the expertise of seeing these things. I've spent a couple of decades now fine-tuning my ability to see things a certain way. You won't have my unique ability. You will have yours. I don't have yours either, right? So it's like with me, like month of October, I invested $150,000 into my personal development during that month alone, right? That's a business coach, a mentor, and a particular thing for my business, for someone to do uh, take care of a particular part of my business from a marketing perspective. Could I have learned that by myself? To some extent, some of it. But by investing in someone else also, we take advantage of all of the learning that they've done. So when somebody invests to work with me or with my team who have been trained by me, you take advantage of two decades and also best part of a million dollars I've spent on personal development in that time also. Why would you? Why why would you try and do that by yourself? You're gonna wait twenty years and hundreds of thousands of dollars when you can just get the result now. It just makes sense. That on top of the fact that I can't see all of my blind spots, I can't, and you you can't. N none of the listeners can either. But we can bring somebody in, take advantage of their experience and their ability to see the parts of ourselves that we can't see, and to see the parts that we can see in a way that we don't see it. So that's a very, very powerful way to move the needle and to, to, to advance, I find. Nice, love that. So what are the, some of the stumbling blocks that somebody might be having right now and they're thinking, oh my God, Daniel, I need you so badly. <laughs> um, I would say externalizing even me as the person that's going to save them or you as the person that's going to save them or Bob, Sue, Sally, Anne or Jemima, whatever. We can't save you. All that we can do is give you the tools and empowerment to save yourself, right? Someone else can't want the change for you any more than you want it for yourself. And so I would say the stumbling block that would disempower them having the most benefit is expecting the work to be done for them versus bringing someone else in to see and support the change that comes on the back of what's been seen so you can move forward. I mean, people that in my signature program, they're a millionaire the quickest 10 months, I think, is our quickest millionaire from zero. Standing start of millionaire, 10 months. Uh, we just had another millionaire. Uh, technically, technically, she got the green light in 
May or June, but the money just came in for her, 1.7 million. Um, another one of my guys, he just got, he's in real estate. He'd already joined our six-figure club, found out a couple of days ago that his bank's given him $20 million to go and buy as much real estate as he wants, right? Now, none of these people were saved by me. However, my, the insights, the way that we get them to approach things, the teachings, the structure gave them the ability to create those experiences that weren't there before. So I just want to give that kind of warning, is warning, admonition, <laughs> whatever the thing is, showing up independently ready to do the things that you're shown to do, not expecting someone else to do the heavy lifting for you. Nice. So you keep jumping ahead of me one question at a time. Really? <laughs> That's awesome. I was going to ask you how quickly somebody could... Uh, could implement this and see the changes in oh, yeah. their life. So we've, we've got we've to seen, that one. So, <laughs> well, I mean, we've seen people in financial freedom and financial freedom for me is all of your needs being met without you needing to work 60 days is the quickest we've got financial freedom done. Um, she was able to quit her job, move state, a couple of months later, buy it, move into a house. And now I think she makes the best part of $20,000 a month in completely passive income um, a couple of years later, but she's been financially free in January, it'd be two years. She's been financially free. We did that in 60 days. Yeah, quickest millionaire is 10 months. I'm pretty sure he's 10 months. Although I'm pretty sure one of our other guys actually did it faster because he was doing six figures a month in his business after four months. Wow. Yeah. So do you have one methodology that you're teaching people? Like, is it through real estate? Is it through something? Or is it whatever you got going on? And that's uh, your mojo. So there's a thing, there's a, tin, a principle we teach called money DNA, which is one of the things that people love from us, where we're actually just fine-tuning um, fine a diagnostic tool for people to work out their money DNA. But everybody's got their own way of grooving most naturally with money. It's going to be a combination of your aptitude, skills, your experience. If you've had trauma around something, you're not going to find groove with it, right? Or something that associates with it. You're also going to find that some people just emotionally enjoy certain ways of doing things more than others. And so the money DNA doesn't just show you what type of industry you can be in. But if you're in an industry, let's say, for example, you're in a career or you've got a business, how to maximize your positioning within it so that you can basically show up the most. So money DNA is one of the principles that we teach in terms of the physical action environment, habitual thingamajig. But we're dialing in clear intentions, a big part of what we teach intentionality finding your natural groove with clearing the blocks that you've got emotionally, opening you up to a mindset that understands you can have anything really, so long as you believe it's possible for you, and then using money DNA to dial in how we actually do the thing. People have come to be doing real estate. And I'm like, dude, real estate is not your thing. They've moved into something else. Boom. Alan, who I mentioned earlier, who just got the green light from his bank to get 20 mil. He was trying to do something else. I'm like, but dude, you've got 30 years of experience in real estate. Why are you not doing that? He started making six figures in two months after just switching back to real estate. So he went from struggling to scrape by on $30,000, $40,000 a year to making in some weeks $20,000 a week. And now he's even making at least a million a year, if not two, pretty much passively leveraging money that he's got from the bank on top of the hundreds of thousands he makes having fun doing what he loves doing with real estate now. So... It's like it, we encourage people to, to use our methodology to find out where their groove is, which might not be what they think it is. And then we, we support them in maximizing what they do in that arena. Nice. I love that. So I know that our listeners are going to want more from you. How would they begin their journey with you? <laughs> Best thing is to do, come and hang out on my website. We've got some really cool free resources. 
um, I've got like a free video on there called How to Be a Harmonious Money Magnet, which goes into a bit more detail with these bits that we're talking about today. Um, and then, yeah, if they do want to explore working with us and really just having us come in and be those eyes on their business, use the contact form on the website, set up a call with one of the team, we get them hooked up. But the website is dreamwithdan.com. Very easy to find, very pretty to look at, if I don't say myself, so myself, and very, uh, very cool to hang around in, dreamwithdan.com. And if you happen to be driving right now and you can't listen, go to awarenessstrategies.com slash blog and we will have all Dan's information there. Remember dream, ab uh, abundance, whatever you remember from the show, we'll have it in the notes and we'll, you'll be able to find that there. Amazing. Awesome. So I need to ask you, at what point in life did you know that you were a special kind of crazy enough to think that you could become an entrepreneur? I have actually never had a corporate job. Never. I taught myself to make computers when I was 13. I had a tuck shop at school. I had, I was one of those crazy kids that had the breakfast in bed service, the car washes. I was always on it. So I had a job in a cinema when I was 15, not because I needed the money, because I liked it and I enjoyed getting free ice cream and watching movies. And then um, when I was rebuilding my life after the second time, I worked in a call center for six months just while I was paying the bills while I built up another business, which I built up to seven figures. So yeah, I, I always been one of those weird quirky entrepreneurs that's all I've ever done nice love that that was yeah. awesome well it has been super fun having you here with us today thank you so much I love it and me. can't wait to find out more about uh what you're doing with peeps and um just love and golden it's awesome so any last words for our peeps have fun guys like this life thing that we're talking about none of us are getting out of it alive <laughs> so <laughs> right <laughs> Don't be like, oh my God, I need to change the thing and I need to, uh, I'm not doing the right thing. What's going on in my life? What's my purpose? Chill. None of us are getting out of this alive. The purpose of living is to live. You can do it abundantly. It is your natural state. The hustle doesn't have to be a part of it. It can all be fun. But do something, but do it and have fun while you're doing it. Nice, love that. Awesome. This is Michelle Nedelec. Thank you for being here with us today. If you know anyone who would make a great guest for the show, or if you have a question or a topic you'd like me to discuss, reach out to me at Michelle at awarenessstrategies.com or connect with me on LinkedIn or Facebook. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you for listening to our show. I am all about being a resource center for entrepreneurs to give them the information and the support they need to make it in business. As such, I have Taking Your Business Digital Q&A every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Mountain. To register for that, go to awarenessstrategies.com slash digital. That's D-I-G-I-T-A-L. I look forward to meeting you and actually finding out how you are. So see you on the flip side.